MYP fam, what's going on? My name is Actor Santhi Esteban, and I'm your host. And I get way too geeked up about creating amazing podcasts that can fuel your lifestyle and your business. And I've been producing and promoting podcasts for over half a decade. And this show is to help you learn the things that do and do not work when it comes to marketing and monetizing your podcast. And today's episode is an interview with Jonathan Jones. He hosts the Your Podcast Mentor Show, and I just love what he's been doing on social media. He's an absolute blast to follow on Instagram. And we talk about the power of short form video and how it's helped his business and his show. Don't forget to come and connect with me on Twitter and let me know what you thought about the episode. But without further ado, let's get into the interview with Jonathan Jones. All right, Jonathan, welcome to the MYP show, man. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Yeah, man, I'm I'm glad to be here, Hector. Let's get it going. (laughs) Let's get it. We were chatting a little bit and we were riffing before we hit the record button about short form video. And I'd love for you to talk about that because it's something I have not struggled with, but realized that I have strengths that lie in other places. So I've mm-hmm. prioritized <laughs> other forms of promotion. However, I know that it's winning right now. People talking about TikToks and YouTube shorts and Instagram reels. So we're going to talk about that. But I'd love to hear your story. Give us the update and kind of the catch us up on how your show started and why podcasting ended up becoming such a big part of your life. Yeah. So this show came about after I was in the pandemic, like many other people. And then I started a show geared towards student athletes initially. That show, I did that for a season. And then being able to take that and leverage it to get some speaking engagements at colleges. And then I partnered up with a coach. His name is Words Taylor. And he was like, Jonathan, you sound really passionate about helping people start podcasts. You sound really passionate about podcasting. He was like, well, why don't you do a show on podcasting? And I was like, okay, cool. Well, I'll do both shows. And he was like, no, 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 no. You're going to go ahead and you're going to stop doing the other show. (laughs) And then you're going to go all the way in on this show. So that was when your podcast mentor show with Jonathan Jones came about and toward the latter part of last year. And then from there, man, just started doing some how to's, just started doing some podcast news. And then lately I just added interviews to ultimately service the podcast community, help those people who are just struggling to navigate what happens after launch, just like what you've made mention of with with your show. Yeah, man, I was so excited and I'm so blessed to have ran into people like you who are on similar paths and doing similar things, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people might see it as competition or I know in a previous life, I came from the sales world, I might've seen someone like you as competition, but I've realized that not only is it not healthy, it's not productive and it's not profitable either. What for you about the podcasting space kind of drew you in? What got you so excited that you thought it was worth saying no to other things in order to pursue this. Yeah. So I'll start from earlier in my podcast journey and bring it back up to speed. And initially I got started with podcasting because I wanted to further expand my voice, but I wanted to use it specifically to get more speaking engagements. So to establish myself just through the earwaves of people all across the country so that they can see me and say, oh, okay, well, let's bring him in. He knows what he's talking about and all this other stuff. That was initially to start. And then as time has progressed, I've realized now that there are so many other people who were just like me in that stage, who were trying to figure out, well, I have a message to share. I'm a speaker, but nobody is allowing me to be in front of their audience. Nobody is allowing me to speak to their group. So this is why I've really just fell in love with podcasting, because it gives you the opportunity to create your own stage 
and to be able to push your message out to the masses and you get to control where it goes. So that's really what I love about podcasting. You get to build your own page. Was there a moment where it clicked or like an aha moment? Because I've had people ask me if they thought the podcasting industry was even going to be around. It was worth creating a career in. Was there a moment for you where you thought, okay, this is something I'm able and willing to go all in on? Well, for me, honestly, Hector, it was the moment when I got to a place of struggling, right? Because I was really struggling trying to figure out what am I going to do now? This is in the midst of me creating graphic arts, graphic design flyers. This is in the midst of me working at a seasoning factory. And then it got to the point to where I'm also a part of a different community called the Morning Meetup. And during this time, I was saying that I'm thinking about making the transition to help people with podcasts. So wait a minute, you're working at a seasoning factory as like your day job, and then you're doing podcasting on the side? Yeah. So working at the seasoning factory, it was a side gig. So basically I was driving Uber. I'm working at the seasoning factory. I'm printing t-shirts. Like I'm doing all of these things. And then it got to the point to where all of these things were taking up all of my time and I wasn't generating like any money. So I'd love to just dive more into what was going on. You said you were working at the seasoning factory. You were driving Uber. You had all these psychics. Take me back there. What what was going on and what, what ended up happening? Okay. So Hector, look. <laughs> so during this time, I was maybe married for five, six months, somewhere around that time. And, you know, my wife, she's been working the whole time. Uh, they ended up sending her home to where she was working from home, but, you know, still had her gig. And it was just to the point of where... I mean, I just was not pulling my weight. I, I was the, like in the movies, you see the, you know, like the dreamers, like, hey, this is going to hit. This is going to happen. It's going gonna, it's gonna to work. And, you know, my wife's looking at me like something needs to work, like something better work. And then I told her, I said, trust me, when I put together this funnel, this is going to, she was like, what's the step? I said, the step is this funnel. I promise you it's this fun, right? Whoever's listening out there, they're probably like, I told my wife the same thing. I told my partner, I told my husband. And, and, and I'm at the point to where I set up this challenge funnel. Okay. So I set up a five day podcast challenge funnel. I'm at a brunch and then you see, ding, it comes through. Cause somebody bought my, my ebook for like $17. I'm like, Oh, it worked. It worked. So that that was when it like started. And then from that five day challenge, I was able to get one client and I was like, oh my goodness, it worked. It worked. And then like a month later, I did another challenge, but it, it was it still wasn't enough money to sustain like household bills and sustain the business. So this is why I was still doing, I was still going off and working at the seasoning factory. This is also why I was you know, printing t-shirts on the weekends. But as I'm doing all of these things, I started to realize that this is taking up way more time than it should. And it's taking up way more time than I'm getting compensated for. So, you know, being in, being in that moment, being in that, like that grunt or, or being in like the gridlock, that helped me realize because I've, I've never had a quote unquote corporate job. I've never had one. I worked for a nonprofit, but I never worked in the corporate environment. So, you know, getting locked in for eight hours and it just, it just, it just wasn't the move, Hector, because oh, I'm, I'm going along with the story, but I want to, I want to just bring it, bring it to a point to where people can really see 
but there was a point in this journey, like in the middle of this to where it was like I needed to get a job. So I went to Home Depot. I applied. The guy comes up to me. He 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 comes over to me and he holds up this slice of paper or this piece of paper, not slice. He was holding up this piece of paper and he had his thumb under this this number. And he said, hey, man, what do you think about that number? Huh? Can you can you handle that number? And I looked at it and I was like, $10 an hour? Are you serious? But in that moment, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the job because I needed to be bringing in some form of money. And man, just just being that being in that space, being at that time, it was just like something has to break. But, so what did you do? What did mm-hmm. your back's up against the wall? And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people who are in the Internet marketing space, we've had, I know I've had these things. Rents do, you know things the wife is in the other room you're sitting at the computer trying to figure out what what did what did you do to to take you from that place where you are now considering taking a ten dollar job to to you know going in on podcasting yeah yeah so so just just like i said before i i leaned in i leaned into to the to the podcast that was initially about sports. So I was I was doing the one about sports, talking to student athletes, and I did this for like a year and some change. I think a year, year and a half actually. And then some of the relationships I was able to build with the people in the college athletic space, I get a call. And then somebody's like, Jonathan, hey, you know, we, 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 we've seen this video, you know, we've over time. How would you feel about speaking here? And I was like, wait, what? So, so j- just, just to get some context, I don't want people to think like I pulled a speaking engagement out of thin air, but for to date now, for six years, I've been in the, I've been speaking. So there was there was prior experience that people have seen the YouTube videos or just seen my visibility across social media. And now they're like, we see it. So then that one person reached out for a speaking engagement. I don't know how much it was. It might've been like 2000 or a little bit more than that. So now this, and then we add that to um, the, the money I got from the first client for podcasting. And I'm like, whoa, we might have something. So then it was like a slow, 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 slow super slow trickle, Hector. But I mean, it was, it was definitely a God thing because right when money was getting really thin, then another opportunity came or then I got another client and I'm like, this is, this is wild. So it was, it was definitely like the biggest faith test of my life. And I mean, God works in mysterious ways because I, be- I never stopped believing in myself, but I think this was an opportunity for my wife also just to see how confident I was, but also knowing the amount of work that I've been putting in like over the years. So yeah, man, yeah, here we That's- are. That's a beautiful story, and I'm glad you made it on the other side because I know that you're doing some great stuff for for people. And it's interesting, podcasting, I was talking to a client earlier, and she, we were going through her stats, and she was talking about how she's got listeners in Myanmar and all these countries who can't even, I can't even pronounce it. I don't even know if I'm saying it correctly. And, you know, she's she's baffled, and I'm almost jaded, right? She's amazed, and I'm like, that's that's just podcasting. That's how, mm-hmm. that's how... That's how it works. You get mm-hmm. you're you're charting in Uganda. You're you, I don't I don't know, but but the universe, the God is is putting our stuff out there, and and when you do it consistently, persistently, 
enough, then you can, you can start to leverage some of those things. So I just think it's a beautiful story and, and a testament to your faith and, and more importantly, your, your persistence in, in all that. When, when your back's up against the wall, it's hard. It's not always easy for people to take action in those moments. Freezing up is shoot, something that, that is, is almost the easier thing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's always easier to quit. But then also, at, at the end of the day, you know, the, like, like the person who does the work versus the person who doesn't, if, if you've put in the work, it's that much harder to quit. If you know that you have, you know, you've invested money, you've bought equipment, you bought the courses, you've got the coaching, it makes it a little bit harder to quit. Versus somebody who's like, I don't feel like doing it today. It, it, it's going to be really easy to quit because, you know, you're, 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 you're allowing your feelings to dictate how you, you know, how you move. And I'll be the first to tell you every day, I don't, I don't feel it today. I didn't really feel it, but I was still just trying to get some work done because it, it's, it's bigger than me at the end of the day. Podcasting is bigger than us, Hector. It just is. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about it now. Fast forward a little bit. You know, you made it, and I I found you because somehow someone recommended you or said st- saying great things. And so anytime I see that, I just try and get them on the show because I know that when someone else endorses somebody, that's everybody's in trying to endorse themselves online. Everybody's the biggest. <laughs> and you get other people to actually you know shut shut. Then then you know that you're you're doing something right. So we talked a little bit before we got started about short form video being something that's working for you talk to me about that and, and what's what's happening what are you doing what's what's going on with that yeah so one, one, of, one of my favorite strategies is it's to it, it's to repurpose just some some either cool reels or just some cool content because there are a lot of people putting out a lot of content and i'm not the person who's gonna say oh how can i recreate something with me in it or something like that uh, but for instance, like I saw this this young lady on on Instagram. She might be like three or four years old, and she was pouring a cup of juice, and then she was pouring the juice. It overfilled, cup all over the place. This is what it's like when you're not talking to your target audience, right? Because you get a little bit of juice in the cup, but the majority of the juice goes everywhere. So, so I just repurpose it by saying, you know, are you? I asked the question, are you speaking your audience's love language? Because at, at the end of the day, you know, there's so many different ways that we can repurpose content, but we just want to make sure that it applies to our audience. For instance, if you go on my page, you're going to see me call out speakers. You're going to see me call out coaches. You're going to see me call out consultants. So I repurpose stuff like that. Um, I, I, I've even, you know, uh, just in terms of the reels, I think a, a feature that a lot of people, not not a lot of people, but I think some people aren't really taking advantage of as well is tapping into uh, putting the music onto the reel. Because if you do an Instagram reel and then you add the music and then you turn the volume low, 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 then that's going to help. The, because since the song could be really popular, so the song is trending. And therefore, everybody who uses this particular song has the opportunity to get a lot more traction because Instagram is putting a lot of focus towards the reels and pushing those out. So this can increase your visibility from, you know, the 500 or 50 or 5,000 followers that you have to 50,000 or 500,000, however many, because everybody has the ability to go viral. I've never, I've never gone viral. Let me just say that. Um, But just seeing the way that it works, like just 
you know, creating something crafty or repurposing some content uh, that's already out there, you too can, you know, get your face out there, which ultimately can, will drive the followers. And then, you know, the followers can then hear your podcast because that, that's what it's all about, getting innovative with the reach. You mentioned that you are not the, I think a lot of people, they make the excuse or reasons or self-awareness, whatever you want to call it, that they're not going to be the ones dancing on, on, on videos. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of people have realized that it's gotten a little bit past that. But how did you fit the, the style to you? What, mm -hmm. what were you, can you think of, of a way or can you think of a time that, you know, it was either easy or difficult to actually make it adjust to your audience or to your you know, tone or whatever that look, may look like? Yeah, well, for, first of all, Hector, that's, a, that's an excellent question. Uh, and for, for me, man, it, it, it's really just finding those daily moments like within and just adding a little extra on it because sometimes i'm i'm silly i'm silly like not even and really on camera i'm not even really silly honestly uh but i was in i was in the kitchen with my wife and um we were making like some sweet potato fries or something like that from one of these meal delivery services and then it says put the olive oil in the in this bowl and then I started just shaking them around, shaking them around. And I kind of started dancing with it. Not even really dancing it, but I was just shaking that I just gave a straight face. And I told her, I said, hey, grab the, I said, grab my phone, record this. And then I just I just posted it. And I said, uh, I, I said, the look you have when you're coming up with some fire podcast content. And then people engaged on it like crazy. Because it, it I think we have to get to the point to where we understand that we all have a platform and we all are a quote on, I don't even want to say influencer, but we all have the ability to influence other people. And people want to see us in our day-to-day -day life. People want to see you cooking. People want to see you working out. Like people want to see these moments in these things. So I would just suggest if somebody's like, I'm not going to dance on TikTok or Instagram or YouTube shorts. I, I don't really do the dancing. But just find those moments that you enjoy throughout the day and those moments to where you can create re relatability with people. And that's right there, I feel, where you can really capitalize by being yourself at the highest level. Yeah, that's what's that's what's going to shine through. I mean, I mm -hmm. think there's so many so much. There's so many people out there trying to imitate somebody else, and I heard that in the King Arthur legends or the, the Knights Templar that they all had to go into the forest, but they had to take their own path and they couldn't actually, you know, they couldn't actually take the hero's journey unless they were on their own path. And if they saw that they were on somebody else's path, well, they knew that they weren't going to complete it or that you weren't going to be successful because it had to be on their own. And I think that I, I found myself going into that rut where I'm, I'm trying too much to do what other people are doing and not caring enough about what's inside of me. And, and I think that you, you landed on that by that's what people resonate with is when you're able to, to actually reveal that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things because I mean, falling in the trap as well. Of, of wanting to find where is my spot where is my place where do I fit in all of social media place of and even I've niched it down I'm like where do I fit in the podcasting world 
because I'm not too big on editing and, you know, getting down the nitty gritty and I'm not too big over here, over there. So it's, it's just, you know, j just really finding what are the what are those different things? What are those quirks about you that nobody else sees? Show, show us a few because there are so many other people. Oh, oh my goodness. You, you, you go to sleep with socks on? Me too. Or, oh my goodness. You take showers with uh, slides on me too. Well, I don't do that, but saying, you know, it's, it's just, it's just th those little, those little things uh, that we can find the relatability in. And then we say, oh, wow, I can connect with that person on a deeper level. And I think that's really how, you know, you build that tribe and then really grow that community. Has there any been anything that you've been surprised by when it comes to Let's keep it. Let's say with, with regards to short form video, has there been anything that you've been surprised by or something that caught you off guard throughout the journey that people might not realize about doing some of these videos? The reach, uh, the reach of YouTube shorts, because I, I challenged myself at the beginning of the year. I said, I'm going to do a YouTube short video every day. It might have been it might have been overly optimistic because uh, I've kind of fallen off the wagon. But there have been a few YouTube short videos I've put out just after seeing like uh, what's happening in podcast news that day, and I turn around and I create a YouTube short video that same day or uh, two days later, three days later, and then I'd watch it just shoot up like to like a thousand views or like six hundred views or whatever in the span of a day. So. Um, just, I, I think that really goes to show that when these platforms come out with news, we should we should at least give it a try, right? We should at least just see what what what's possible. Because by me going through and doing those shorts, then I started to realize, oh wow, if I word it this way, you know, what's the blueprint to having a successful podcast or how to be a good podcast host? Like these are things that are ranking in search. So then short on it, then I would say, well, depending on the level of engagement and views that it received, then I would say, well, maybe I should do a full episode on it. So that, that, that's something that, that surprised me in terms of uh, just in terms of like reach and in terms of just, you know, traction, I, I would say. I've talked a lot about on this show, my journey, but just to fill you in a bit, I started my podcast promotion, podcast marketing agency doing social media for podcasting. I mean, that's, that's kind of what we did. And we've moved away from Instagram a lot because of that reach that you talked about it was just going away two or three years ago. You could use some hashtags, you could put up a video, you could get some fun, you could work the system post three times a day, get new fall, you know, the whole thing. And, and that just started to disappear where, where it's still possible to win on Instagram though, is with reels. And that's because what you're talking about and getting outside of your followers. We have one show that we launched a few, few months ago and Instagram has got, I don't know, 50, 60 followers or something like that, but it consistently reaches five, 10,000 people, you know, a, a week because of the reels and the reels are, are getting outside of it. And you, ha you will have one that gets 60 views and then the next one will get five, 6,000 views. And it's just, it's, mm. uh, it's like playing the lotto. I heard Colin and Samir say that. I don't know if you, if you listen to Colin and Samir, they were recommended to me by uh, a spree Devora actually it was a recent interview, oh, but like, they I said that, yeah. you know, spree. Yeah. yeah. She, we actually, her episode is coming out this week, but she recommended that. And she, they said that 
doing reels or YouTube shorts is like the closest thing to playing like a, a slot machine. Like you just, you don't, you don't know. You just pull the handle and you just you see what happens. Right. Oh no. Has there, is there tips though? Is there things you've mentioned titles you mentioned making relatable? Is there any other kind of small little tactics maybe that, that someone can utilize to maybe have a head start when they're getting going? Yeah. So in, so in the, just like you're talking about in the post-production. So after you, let's say you record the video and then you're at the part now where you type in the caption. So there's a part where there's a little button on the, the image of the video where you can click edit cover or you click, I think it says edit. Then it gives you two options. The first option is edit cover. The second option is profile grid. So one, one thing, and I, I told this to my mentorship community the other day, if you type in, you know, how to monetize a podcast, of course, that's one that people, everybody loves to hear. Um, but if you type that in or wh whatever text you put in there, you want to make sure that the text is able, you want to make sure that the text falls into the profile grid. So what that means is the words are easy to read versus, you know, sometimes people have text and they type, they type it way at the top or they type it way at the bottom. And then you just go, you type in the caption, and then you just post it. But whatever text that you type on the video, if you're if you're utilize if you're attempting to use that text to increase visibility or whatever it might be, you want to make sure that it's like so that people can get an idea or a preview of what they're gonna get when they click that video or whatever. Because it, it's it's all in those little things that you can do to help you win the click like that with the text. Uh, that that's potentially a game changer. Yeah, it's the what I'm hearing is it's like the equivalent to a YouTube thumbnail, mm -hmm. right? making mm -hmm. creating a good a good thumbnail so that people see it when they're browsing through scanning through the all the other videos in that song or that hashtag or whatever it is they're scrolling that you like you said win the click. I like that. Jonathan, is there anything else? This has been selfishly an amazing interview for me. <laughs> is there anything else that you feel is relevant that should be said that hasn't been said today? Yeah, I was so I was um cuz I know I know a lot of people will either, you know, be starting out and then they decide to quit or some people are later down the line they start to quit and and I feel like the podcast community is torn with one side of people feeling that, you know, podcasters shouldn't charge x amount for whatever service or coaching that they offer. I'm on the other side that that feels that podcasters should charge that amount. And, 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 and here's why. And this, I guess this is like my final thought. I, I was doing some research and I saw it said that podcasting will be a $94.88 billion industry by 2028. Imagine, now it's 2022. Imagine that you have a show. You have 10 engaged listeners who you tell them to comment, they comment. You tell them to buy something, they buy it but you're not satisfied and then you quit in the year of 2022 only to see somebody else end up rolling out the same content or somewhere similar in your niche and then they capitalize at the highest level. What I'm saying today is identify something that will motivate you to continue to do this thing because there are so many people. Hector, you know there are so many people who are looking for somebody who echoes their voice are so many people who are looking for somebody who they feel encouraged by 
because they don't want to step behind the mic or whatever it might be. So, man, that, that's just my final thought. The money is in podcasting. Yes, it's not all about money, but we all have bills. Lights don't come on for free. Hector didn't get this Riverside subscription for free. Like, that's not the way life works. So get your niche on podcasting. Serve those people. If you're not sure of what they want, ask them what do they want you to talk about and then talk about it and then ask them again and then tell them to bring a friend and then shout them out on the show. And then after you do that, just repeat the whole cycle. Oh, man, that's that's a little rant. Sorry about that, Hector. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And and it's so true. And too many people see the the short game in podcasting. And mm-hmm. I've been telling people, anyone who will listen, that I think people are confusing podcasting with like a TV show mm. in the sense of they see a TV show as something that's on for a season and it's gone. And in the sense of in the hierarchy, if you're a TV, if you're a movie star, you're, you have, you're much higher, you know, than a TV star for better or worse. Right. Just it's, mm-hmm, for simplicity's mm-hmm. sake. And so in the grand scheme of things, when people are looking at a podcast, they're looking at it as, as, as something similar to a, a YouTube channel because of how easy it is to, the, the, how low the barrier to entry is. But I've realized that it's actually closer to writing a book because a book, when you write it, it's there forever. And people are reading books mm. decades, centuries later. Mm-hmm. And the same thing is going to happen with podcasting. I mean, it's an RSS feed and granted there's some hosting things that we'll have to work through, but that podcast, if it's up there, it'll be up there forever. I mean, our grandkids are going to be listening to these conversations. And wow. so when someone puts that stuff in perspective and they start to realize that they don't have the followers, the downloads, the listens that they that they perceived right away, I think they're not viewing it in the right perspective, the right window, right? I mean, most most there's that whole thing about not appreciating an artist until they're gone or not, not appreciating a rapper until they're gone. Like, like that whole thing where mm-hmm. art isn't appreciated to its, its maximum capacity, you know, in the t- right when it's released. And so I guess that that's kind of my thing is that people aren't realizing that podcasting have a much, it has a much bigger place in it. And so I think that that's just, echoing a little bit about what you're saying and, and to not shortchange the opportunity that we have. Yeah, man. I mean, that's, that's so good because you know, we're in, we're, we're in this time where we want everything faster, quicker. A lot of people may or may not read books, whatever it might be, but then, you know, they have the podcast where they can just listen to these things in their ears. So man, I, I love what you're saying. I love what you're doing with this show and helping a lot of people to get over that hump. To where you know they're you're eliminating excuses for marketing, you know, getting hacks and stuff like that, so that you people can't come and say, "Well, I didn't know how to do this." Well, yes, you did, Hector. Talk about it on the show. You brought on some cool guests, and you know they shared their strategies. Yeah, Hector, man, I'm I'm, I'm here for it, man. Any way I can support, man, let me know. Jonathan, this has been fantastic, and and I'm sure the first of many conversations. Your show is your podcast mentor. 
your podcast mentor. I don't know if it's the podcast, but that's the show, your podcast mentor. You're all over social, Jonathan Jones. We connected on Twitter, but you're also on Instagram. I just follow you as well. Is there anywhere else that people should go and, and get connected? I think you have some training out there as well that people can, can go and watch. Yeah, you can go to getpaidwithpodcasting.com um, to, to catch the, the training. I'm sure we're going to have one coming up. So still doing still doing the live trainings and uh, yeah, you can go to your podcast dot com and that's where you can catch the podcast and we have, you know, the video and audio experience there. I love it. Jonathan, thanks for coming and hanging out and we'll definitely have to do a round two. You guys who are listening, we appreciate you being part of the fam. We'll see you guys in the next one. NYP fam, thanks for hanging out with us today. If you know another podcaster that wants to grow their show, please share this episode with them. If you've got questions about how to grow your show, come and connect with me on Twitter at Hector underscore podcast. And if you want to talk about how we might be able to grow your podcast, go to amplifymedia.com. That's A-M-P-L-A-F-Y media.com. That's A-M-P-L-A-F-Y media.com. Thanks again for hanging out today. We'll see you on the next one.